but I know I love you. Just a coffee, please. Jules wants a coffee there. She said, go f*** yourself. Shut up, chubby. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she was thinking. She said, there you go. Don't make me play the chunky song again. That's <laughs> much ruder than me. You're calling me a midget? Well, I had to respond to something, didn't I? So, yeah. Bye. All right, I'll let him in. He's been waiting there. Hello, friends and enemies. Welcome to episode 13, Lucky for Some, Unlucky for Others, of the podcast. Barks, welcome. Hello. It's good to see Hello you. Hello, listeners. So yeah, good to great, see you. Great to see you too. Great to be back. We've got my mic. You got your mic, got yeah. your cable. Got it wasn't hand. the mic that was the issue last week. It was the cable. No, it was the adapter. But hey, we all made yeah, mistakes. And we've all been eggs every, every so often. So we're back. We're back, baby. And we've got a massive... Massive episode, actually. Very, very enjoyable. Huge episode. Um, if you've been listening over the last month or so, um, actually, we're going to wind this back because this goes back to our New Year's resolutions. Yes. Yeah. At the end of last year, uh, where we both committed to getting someone that we've always wanted to talk to onto the show. And for me, it was Benny the Bull. Now, obviously, Bucks, don't be an idiot because bulls can't actually speak. So he was never going to come on the show, Benny. He yeah, was never was going to come on. A shit show. answer from you to begin with is what yeah. you're saying, yeah. Because all he was ever going to do is come into the microphone and go. <laughs> that would have been very funny, actually. Because <laughs> he's a massive bull so, in, a, in a generic like <laughs> bedroom. Um, <laughs> a bull in a bedroom. <laughs> yeah, he's in his recording studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, let's, let's bring it back. Bring it back to the story. You bring know what back. I find uh, funny about this story before you go on is that mine never responded, my my New Year's resolution guest, and here we are. I've made a fantastic episode out of yours, but mine's just sitting in the unread DMs. It's okay. It'll, it'll happen. Do we want to shout them out and maybe make this little clip so they can fucking respond? No, I feel like that'd make it worse. Anyway, so without being able to get a, a inaudible bull onto the show, we did the next best thing, and we reached out to... Actually, I don't think Camille actually saw our call out for Benny the Bull and he got in touch with us. I'm pretty sure. Did he? You've never, told, down. Yeah. you've never told me that. I thought you slid into I, his DMs. That's even better. No, no. No, no. He, um, I think he saw us call out Benny the Bull and he, he jumped on it. So I don't, I don't know how to intro this, uh, this, this guest because old K Money is sensational and you're really going to enjoy this from so many levels. So I reckon we just... Head straight into it, Barks. What jump, do you think? We can straight back, jump straight into it because I think oh, there it is. The, <laughs> the minute he hopped on the line and had the virtual background of the, the famous Chicago Bulls entrance music, it was a great insight to what Camille was like. And he was just a, an absolute ball of energy. And it was really genuinely um, a very enjoyable chat. So, yeah, let's get straight into it. Here he is, ladies. Oh, not ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> friends and enemies. Here he is. Friends and enemies, it's been a bit of time in the making, but we finally got there. We'd like to introduce you to someone who we've been so excited to talk to for the longest time, Camille Strychars from the Chicago Bulls. And let me tell you, you're going to want to watch the video of this because Camille's gone all out with his background here. And he did a little NBA intro for us as well with the little <laughs> ESPN NBA music, Chicago Bulls. We're all good. So thank you, Camille, and welcome to the show. Woo! 
Yes. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> How's everything going? Tell us, tell us about what's going on in your world at the moment. We got the pandemic going on, which is never fun, but making the most out of it. Bulls basketball is back. We're uh, competing for a play in spot. I hope that comes in for us. We're actually playing tonight, so we do need that. But yeah, products are moving. I can't wait. We actually recently announced too that fans are allowed back in the arena. So I'm excited nice. to see some smiles in the arena too. But other than that, just living life, you know. Talk of the Have town you- is the, the plane. How do you feel about it, Camille? Um, so I can't talk about performance wise because it'd <laughs> be against start, yeah, policy there. <laughs> um, sports betters are like taking notes out right now. Like, what is he about to say? <laughs> uh, but yeah. What I can say is that I'm excited. I hope it comes our way and we'll see how it goes. I'm rooting for the Bulls. Let's go. Are you, um, are you super excited to have some fans back in the stadium? It is a bit eerie playing in empty stadiums from our own experiences. We know that. Yeah, I think our players are probably the most excited because I'm thinking about it. It's kind of weird. Like you're shooting an empty arena. Like obviously like we're pumping fake noise and all that to make it feel somewhat normal. But I've been in the arena without fans obviously when I'm working games, but it's just, it's different. It's not the same. Yeah. So like having people out there, like actually cheering and whatnot, it's going to be such a big advantage. And just, I can't wait. It's exciting. For the um, listeners, Camille, what, what does Chicago currently have? Have you said some fans are returning? What's their sort of capacity? Yeah, it's a, it's like a slower rollout, but I think it's up to 20% of the stadium. Yeah. We actually have one of the biggest stadiums in all the NBA. I think it's actually the largest stadium, if I'm not corrected. I might have to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that we're one of the biggest, if not the biggest stadium. Um, so what are 20% of over 23,000 is like, that's going to be amazing. And plus Chicago fans do it right. We're loud and proud. And so it's going to be good. You got some um, big name supporters as well. Like Chance the Rapper, I'm sure will be busting oh, yeah. down the doors to get, get back in. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm excited. I might even take off a game and go on as a fan myself. Fan. And be like, yeah, yeah, let's go. I don't know. <laughs> I'm actually a bit annoyed at your background, Camille, because it's recently I upgraded my background because I used to have a plain <laughs> white wall and Jules used to give me shit every every week and two weeks ago I moved house and revealed this bad boy and then you just come in and body up me straight away. You just alphaed everyone. <laughs> um, I do it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, We're going to, so one minute brief, we like to get to know our guests a bit. So basically it's a series of quick fire questions that will kick off right now so welcome to the one minute brief your time starts now so what is your nickname i have many uh probably the most popular is k money my initials are ks you just put little things in there it's k money uh multiple reasons why i have that nickname but other ones are chameleon air chameleon ham people call me k just letter k um but yeah, K-Money is definitely like the most the most popular. So we can go with that or we can just go with the with the standard Camille. Oh, Camel. That's another that's another Camel. Human. Yeah, people couldn't say my name as a kid. That's actually <laughs> it started off in preschool. I think the bus driver called me Camel because he couldn't say Camille for some reason. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard to say, but no. yeah, that stuck with me for a long time in my life. Still is. People still call me Camel, but K-Money or That sounds like a pain in the ass. Jules, I saw you <laughs> laugh then. Um have do you know anyone from the Hornets team? by any chance the digital team do i know yeah so we had um nick bollock from the hornets like 
couple of months ago now, but his nickname was Big Money. So oh, no way. Money. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DM him on Twitter or something. I need to connect with him. That's awesome. No. There must be something in the water there. Wow. Wow. I'm, like I'm not kidding. Though. I'm actually writing this down right now. I'm going to send him a message. That's awesome. Um, what is your job title? And I'm going to add on another one to that job title. And how many years have you worked there? Yeah, I'm a official title is digital content coordinator. Whenever someone asks me, I just say I'm on the content team. And that obviously opens up a bunch of different questions. Like, what do you do? Like, what does a content team member do? Um, I've been there ever since I was an intern, which was four years ago. So I've been here for over four years. Yeah. Um, nice. If you count my internship, yes, over four I'm doing math in my head as I speak. I think it all counts. <laughs> in a little bit over four years. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, do you have this is this might be a hard one, but do you have a favorite bit of content you've worked on over those four or five years? Yes. There's a lot of ones to to point at because like I think anyone anyone's job in social is so unique and has so much different experiences and all these other fun things going on. Um one that I just need to give a shout out is anyone that any kind of product that involves giving someone else an opportunity. So one thing that I think that we do very good at Chicago Bulls is give people opportunity. And so, for example, most recently, um, we worked on a TikTok dance challenge and we brought in a Hawaiian music group. Like these guys have not worked with like a big brand before, like one of the first to do that. They were so excited. I remember, shout out to the, to the yeah, what are they called? out there. Um, they, the Young Black Kings, sorry, YBK. They go by YBK. They're just like so excited to work with us. They were very great to work with. Um, other projects, ones that like personally fit very close to my heart, anything to do with Lollapalooza, which is like a giant music festival here in Chicago. Nice. Got to be on stage with Benny the Bull and like one of the top DJs out there. Uh, like, there's just so many, that list goes on, but there's so many fun ones, so many impactful ones and so many just like, I don't know, it's crazy. I'm like smiling right now because like so many are like, I'm getting flashbacks no, right now. Yeah, I can see how much uh, joy you got from it. Uh, we'll have to give the Google of that Hawaiian. Um, what is that? A young black young kings? black kings. Yeah, they yeah, they actually Google. a lot of people might know them from starting one of the largest dance challenges in uh, TikTok. It's called the Dip and Lean oh. Challenge. They're the ones that actually created that that audio. Shit. So that's how we found them too. So I'm sh- I'm sure our good friend Julian here has come across them with his many many hours <laughs> spent on TikTok. Okay, <laughs> money. I probably spend like three hours a day on TikTok. So I've, I'm. I'm well aware of the dance. They suck you in. (laughs) They suck you in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, To finish the one-minute brief off, best non-work skill. What do you rate yourself in? Hardest of the bunch. This translates over to the Bulls, too, but probably competitiveness. Like, it's something that – but, like, fair competitiveness. Like, there's a difference. There is a difference, and I'll explain why. (laughs) Like, there's people that are competitive, and they'll do whatever it takes to win, and, like, sometimes that means, like, sabotaging people. That's not what I try to do at all. It's not – who I am like I love it when everyone wins but when it comes to competition it's like how can I beat you the most fair possible like literally if we're playing like tic-tac-toe and there's something <laughs> controversial I'd be like no it doesn't count I want to make sure that like I won the fairway all that so I would say fair that's like one of my skills being extremely fair <laughs> fair oh, that's beautiful <laughs> yeah. is that coming from do you do you did you play sport or do you play sport now yeah oh, I played during the pandemic but I played soccer or football, wherever, uh, however, whoever wants to call it, whichever way. Um, yeah, I played soccer, uh, travel soccer since I was younger. That was always fun. But I have a next door neighbor as growing up that we just play like every sport against each other. It was just good. <laughs> I have three brothers, two that are older, one that is 
younger. So like there's always things going on back as a kid. So I don't know. It's, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. <laughs> is that you've been uh, fairly competitive for your entire life. Um, good reminder not to verse you in TikTok tic-tac-toe though i nearly see this is where my head goes as soon as i hear tick (laughs) i say talk (laughs) i've got a problem (laughs) we should have a virtual game of tic-tac-toe with camille let's make it happen (laughs) yo name name any any game any sport let's go i'll try my best at it It might not be the best but i'll give it a go ruin ruin the early friendship (laughs) (laughs) um thanks for the the quick insight into your life mate um i want to dive deeper and a little bit into that so you said you you started off at the bulls in an internship mm-hmm. how does one land an internship at one of the most successful and most popular dynasties and clubs in the nba oh, that's a cool question <laughs> thanks for calling it such an amazing place to work um yeah so i started my first i guess i'll back up my first i'll back up even more actually i'll try to keep it short and simple it's a long Go from birth here, <laughs> ever since i was a kid i would create content like right now i feel like i'm being a little bit tamed or i'm not like out there and like being all crazy but ever since i was a kid i was always creating content it's so much fun entertaining it's so much fun bringing smiles to people so like that ranges from doing snapchat takeovers or creating even before that like i was on youtube with my next door neighbor again like creating like little pranks as like little we we're probably like 10 years old i can't find those youtube videos anywhere and trust me you guys can google as much as you want just about to, just I just about to write it down trust me i tried i can't find it but i it escalated to where i had my own japanese prank compilation youtube channel that got uh copyright infringed I, like youtube suspended my account i thought i was going to jail i was like oh wow. no whatever i had to go to the copyright school um fast forward like when vine was around i was creating vines um yeah just i've always been creating content that's the, probably the most important point to make there um, then college hit, um, I went to DePaul university in Chicago. Um, I was a nerd on paper. I wasn't like a diehard, like let's go to school kind of guy. Never, not that I don't believe in the education system, but it's just crazy to spend so much money for like what you're getting back. Um, yeah. not to bash school, go to school, everybody, but, uh, yeah, school kids. uh <laughs> no, but in, at DePaul, one of the things we had to do was get an internship as part of like credit. So I actually interned at a consulting company. It was a human resources consulting company, ton of experience. I went there for the money, honestly. Like I thought consulting was like the place to go. Let's make some money, whatever. But no offense to the place I worked. It was just mind numbing work. It was not fun. It was not where like, I was not fulfilled at all. Um, fast forward a couple of months there. Um, I saw on Twitter, out of all places, I saw on Twitter that the Chicago Bulls were hiring for a digital role digital associate, which was an intern position. I cold DM'd the, the senior manager at the time. And I said, Hey, Luca, I don't think I match perfectly like the role. Like it was actually, it was a role for like coding. You have to know HTML. You have to code up articles and code up emails, things like that. I didn't know how to code. So <laughs> I DM'd him, said like, yo, I'm very passionate about this, this, and this, and my resume. Like I want to like, Anyways, fast forward, I basically learned how to code within a week. I took like a three-month course, ended all in a week. Uh, I didn't end up learning how to code as, as well as I thought I did. <laughs> they <laughs> found that out quickly. Um, but yeah, within a couple of weeks within the job, like it was clear that I wasn't like a product person. I was much more on the social and content side and the business side, especially. So as time went by, um, 
I just shifted on over. But yeah, sorry for the long, <laughs> very long answer there. But here I no, am. No, not at all. That's that's kind of cool though. Like to see the product side of thing probably like enhances your like um, experience of what you know you can do on those products as well. Like yeah. in terms of producing content, knowing like what's the possibilities, what's not important, like what's impossible, all that kind of stuff. I don't think it's bad as well. Like fuck, learning coding in in a week is a a huge kind of like deal. Like that shouldn't. That's something that shouldn't happen. Yeah, luckily, I don't want to, like, I was by no means, like, a professional coach. Like, yeah. I do not think I was anywhere close Make that to very me. clear. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, nowhere near that. It was, like, very basic HTML, but literally I was going into it without much knowledge at all. So, like, that's where it felt like it was just overwhelming and all that. But, yeah, that goes back to the competitiveness where it's like, oh, I, I'm, I can do this, let's go kind of thing. I think it's a good example of, like, we talk about so often about if there's an opportunity to sort of jump into a company or a a brand that you think you'd love to work at that maybe it's not always going to sound like ideal. Like if that that's an opening that you want to try and just be keen to try something different, you don't have to be good at it and you don't have to love it, but it will give you an in to the door and you'll also figure out what you do and don't like. So it's probably just a good example of, yeah, jumping in, being keen to just <laughs> put yourself out there. Was it hard for you to convince them to let you make that transition from one area to the other or was it that did they really just appreciate your work rate and the kind of attitude that you brought in and were like, actually, no, you'd be better suited over here? Yeah. Well, I think it kind of caught them by surprise. Like they, they knew that I didn't know how to code. Like they knew there was a risk. Um, I definitely put in the work, like don't get me wrong. Like I wasn't just like coming in there and just like, oh no, I want to do social content. Like I came in there. I was like, what can I do next? What can I do next? What can I do next? Um, and then while my time there, if I saw an opportunity, I was like, hey, we should maybe tweet this. Hey, maybe we should use this. Or hey, there's a way to grow this this way. So like just jabbing in there every once in a while when there was an opportunity, even to the point where when I was covering games, I remember the first time ever tweeting, that was insane to me. I'm like, wow, like I'm publishing for the Chicago Bulls right now. Like I'm the voice of the Chicago Bulls. But uh, I think it was more so just showing them that, hey, like this is actual impactful, like what I was suggesting. And if they tried it and performed well, they're like, oh, like, it's like building trust essentially but yeah that's that's basically how it how it went down that trust thing in in sport is such a an underrated quality that you need to have um whether it's like people above you um like people working beside you but also like the players and and if you're trustworthy in your team i feel like people are more willing to put you out to the players and be like hey you can trust this guy to yeah. take some photos help you with your social content this that one or the other it's just underrated like quality that you need to have definitely yeah um i also want to chime in and say i love twitter i love that your story helped uh, twitter helped that because i can comfortably say that i think everything that i've done in this field is due to twitter i'm just gonna twitter is because shout out to twitter <laughs> yeah shout out to twitter <laughs> Um, oh, nice cat, Jules. Yeah, sorry, there's my cat. <laughs> come, um, up, come, come up for a bit. You, you said it before, Camille, the the scale of you don't need to know basketball to know who, who the Chicago Bulls are. Once you sort of landed there and, I guess, got comfortable that you were the you're tweeting from Chicago, what was it like working for one of the biggest um, sporting teams? And then follow up to that. The Last Dance, did that sort of change oh, your approach yeah. to content in any way? Touch on that. These are two beefy questions. <laughs> These are big yeah. questions. Uh, when I first started, I was surprised that the team actually wasn't bigger. Like I, when I came in, I was like, oh, this is such a big organization, the Chicago Bulls. Like this is like, wow, this can be so crazy. Um, it wasn't that big of a team. I think it was maybe only two, yeah, two 
two on paper content people, uh, which doesn't really like uh, for a massive organization. Like when you think of the Chicago Bulls, like think it'd be a much bigger one, but it, yeah, it was just two starting off. Uh, so that was the biggest shock. But once like you're actually in there, the experiences are just incredible. Like the opportunity and, and just how you say, like so many people know who the Chicago Bulls are, which is so advantageous to us. Like anyone we reach out to with the bulls.com email address, like they're going to reach out back to us because they know who we are. And that's, I'm so grateful for that. Cause even working at my old place, like anywhere else that I worked at, like you're just somebody else, you know, but once you're at the bulls, it's like, boom, you have that instant credibility or that instant clout as people say. Um, so that's like the biggest thing that I noticed. Um, Second question, last dance. I can go in so many different ways here, but last dance was quite the blessing for us. I mean, obviously COVID knocked out all the games during the time, so we didn't have any games. And games are our largest pillar of content. Like literally, you can create so many posts with having games. And without having that, the last dance came along. And obviously last dance was about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan, which is, hello, that's that's been part of the franchise. So we had so much to cover um, and so many products that came out of that so that was a that was a huge blessing and that was a that was a good time that was, it was really cool even to see I feel like I'm rambling off now but I feel like uh the, even just seeing old co-workers there like that was insane too like wow like no way like there's Tim you were there or, there's Chip yeah. like that's crazy like hello but yeah that's so nuts was, was it ever in your radar to maybe like did you know how big that was going to be and kind of like how did you plan for the aftermath of it a little bit? Did you did you lean into it with your content or did you kind of like just let it do its own thing? Yeah, we definitely knew it was coming. Um, yeah, like I said, we had coworkers that were in the actual series mm-hmm. itself. Um, even when the, the promos initially came out, like we already started thinking about what to create. Um, one example of us preparing ahead of time, we actually launched an account called At Bulls Archive. You can find yeah. them on Twitter and Instagram. Um, this is like a mini passion project of mine in terms of like showing that verticalization and specializing in a specific vertical is beneficial. And so basically for, to fill in anyone that doesn't know, which probably everyone (laughs) listening to this right now, but it is an account that was devoted to never before seen photos from the team. So literally like these are photos that have not been published anywhere besides Mm -hmm. it's stored actually like right here in the office. I probably shouldn't be pointing at that. <laughs> like, someone's awesome. going to rob the, the office. Now. Like, yeah, like in an office, literally right here, there's thousands of photos that have not been seen to the public. It was our team photographer was taking photos and just stashed them. Like some of them obviously creeped out. Some of them were published, but a lot of them weren't. And that's White House visits. That's inside the locker room. That's on team planes. Like so many cool moments that were captured, just never shared. So that account was a way to use the last dance to our advantage um and i can go into like growth tactics and all these other fun things if of interest but yeah that that accounts almost at a hundred thousand followers right now uh so like that's just one of many examples the last dance was again i can't stress enough like awesome for us is is there any limit around using those like did you worry you weren't allowed to use those photos yeah luckily all of them were taken from Bill Smith, who was our, like, he's still a photographer today, believe it or not. Like, he's still with us. Um, but yeah, like anything we publish, we want to make sure that like it's fair use. We don't want to ever steal someone's content, things like that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something that we're aware of. Number one, that Bulls archive. I um I stumbled across it like, I don't know when, because I then went to our historian and I was like, hey, check this out like this probably would have been early 2019 or something just before the pandemic while we're in the office because our club historian like 
his desk you should see it like just like stacks of photos and photos and like old film reels and like videotapes and all this stuff and i'm like his nickname is Beast, which is um, speaks for itself. Um, shout out Beast if you're shout, listening. Shout Thank Beast you for listening. You, Beast doesn't know we have a podcast. Um, but <laughs> Beast, um, I said to him, Beast, have a look at this. Like, have a look at what the Bulls are doing. Like, surely our club, which is 150 years old or whatever it is, has all this shit that's like stored away somewhere that's just getting dust on it. Like, how do we bring it to life? And he he was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we do articles on the website. I'm like, no, 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 man. No one wants to read an article about it. Like everyone just wants to see it in front of them. And I, I saw the um, the Bulls archive and I was like, this, this is what we need. Um, so for a, don't um, think for a second that it hasn't transcended like international borders and inspired like spinoffs of it. Because I think it's a really clever idea and easy way to show your rich history as well. Like. And some of those pictures, like I always love seeing the ones of the boys on the planes, like where they're playing poker and smoking yes. cigars. I'm thinking, what a time. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. There's like, there's so many things that like still things that are, that haven't been released yet that are like cool, you know, like it's yeah. just a different time, you know, like, and it's just a lot of things that just went down. So I highly encourage for Beast. Hey, Beast, if you're listening, let's go. Come on, <laughs> let's make this happen. We're going to have to send him that. Um, <laughs> I think this this spawns another question about um, like um, diversifying accounts for different audiences. Um, and it's time to talk about the bull in the room. Benny. Benny. Now, yes. Benny has got to be one of the most popular mascots on social media, if not on the, on the internet, if not in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you go? How did this great character kind of come about like how do you go about building such a fantastic online presence for a mascot yeah well shout out to everyone that's that's worked on the brands and big shout out to two in particular benny the bull himself <laughs> and then ransom hatch who's benny's assistant like those like it would not have been possible with them with them too and uh the many people that have come before like that's the team effort and like there's it's Benny the Bull. Like that's that's to start off with. Like it's just a, <laughs> such a fun character. There's gonna be silly string to the face. There's gonna be popcorn spilled everywhere. Like there's always something going on. It's always entertaining. So like we had to bring more eyeballs to that. Same thing with like archive where not enough people were seeing the cool things or haven't been seeing it at all. Benny is the character that everyone needs to experience. Whatever, whichever age you are, like Benny fits for you. It's entertainment entertainment first like you don't have to be a basketball fan either to follow the Benny the bull like yeah. if you want to have a good laugh or see something funny like this is this is an account to follow is Benny the bull i think that point is like excellent someone i want to ask you about like um and forgive me if you, you're not too involved in that content process um but how do you go about producing content that that is both entertaining to kids and adults like that is such a hard thing to do, but Benny just seems to to nail it all the time. Yeah. So we actually, there's a lot of like different initiatives that we go through. One of them is to reach a younger demographic. And like one of our biggest avenues to reach younger audience is obviously Benny the Bull and especially on TikTok where we have that younger demographic. Uh, but in terms of the content we create, we always want to make sure it's family friendly. Obviously, Benny can sometimes walk a fine line with that, with, with the way we do things. But yeah, we just make sure he, that there's not anything too crazy going on. Obviously, there's going to be like pranks and things like that. Um, but yeah, we also go through a wide range of content that's being published. Like there's serious message like COVID prevention, like how to wear a mask, for an example. But we do it in a fun way to things where 
the slapstick humor where literally silly string people in the face or like there's just a lot of different wide variety of content going out but yeah we just focus and tailor onto different channels and in the near future if everything goes well like we're going to build it out way more than it is right now and i'm talking like youtube channel is going to be popping consistent series like i don't want to spill the beans too much but it's <laughs> going to be i'm excited like if all goes well, it's going to be big. Nah, spill the beans. We're just taking notes on what we want to do with our <laughs> We're not recording. Trust us. We're not recording. <laughs> all, all I would say is, like, we spent a good amount of time focusing on TikTok this past year and a little bit over a year now, and we've grown to 4 million followers. Like, Jeez. we have more eyeballs now operating internally on Betting the Bull, which is great. And now once we get the, the pieces in place, the budgets in place, everything else like that, it's going to be... Just spread that across platforms, especially places like YouTube, and it's going to be, oh, if all goes well, I'm telling you, I'm excited. <laughs> to put simply, is that because the kids are the future? Do you think that's why? It's like, I love what you guys are doing. I've seen out some outrageous TikTok numbers that you guys have posted on like views and stuff, but is that like, what, is that the approach? Yeah. I mean, like getting, so a lot of the league right now is, I'm sure you're seeing this even in your own clubs, like if a very good player moves teams, their fan base also moves a little bit. Like if LeBron James signed to the Bulls, our follower account would be skyrocketed massively. And so what's awesome about Benny the Bull is that Benny won't be traded, at least as far as I know. Like Benny not get <laughs> <Yeah>. traded. <laughs> Benny won't say something stupid, not only because Benny can't talk, but because like we control or like we be able to, I guess like going back to the point of the, the player-driven league, Benny's not going to get traded. And that's a very important asset to us. Um, so yes, it's important to focus on Benny the Bull um, and Benny reaches a tough audience to reach. So yes, definitely going to be focusing even more on Benny if all goes well. That's such a good point. So I like to to think about mascots as like a, a commodity to your team. Like that's never going to leave because it's it's true. And, and if you create like, I think Barks, you had a good point. Like kids are the future in the sense that if you get them early enough, with something that they love they're always going to remember that like in a nostalgic sense whenever they like when they grow up like the players the team might go through and form but like if they always remember when they're little and all the fun that they had watching benny the bull like that's fucking gold like it's a yeah, big time i mean think yeah. about like even just in in basketball terms again like steph curry right now is one of the kids like favorite players and you see so mm. many kids nowadays in the states rocking golden state warriors jerseys because of steph curry yeah, like steph curry yeah if all goes well like soon people be wearing benny jerseys like you know and that's just <laughs> one access point into the chicago bulls it's almost like a giant funnel where it's like entertainment it's like a big thing that anyone likes to be entertained would like benny the bull and then you can transfer that into a sports fan and then transfer that into a bulls fan so it's exciting again i feel like i'm saying this a lot but like if all goes well there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people to convince internally but if all goes well there's a lot of cool exciting things to happen yeah i think it's i think it's great and it's it, it is a very good point because if the kids are now getting so invested in chicago bulls and they're never going to leave them as a fan base they're the adults in 10 15 times that will be loyal to the chicago bulls they're not going to jump ship yeah and that's what i love about it yeah all right camille so we got we we, we went out to the listeners we wanted to hear what they wanted to ask you so We'll start with Benny, actually, because one one person wrote in about it. Is Benny just one person? Are there a few subs? And have you jumped in there? I guess I'm not understanding the question. Sorry. So the person inside Benny, is it just one person? Like, Are you talking about Benny the Bull? Yeah, Benny the Bull. 
Well, is there just one barks? Like, I don't... <laughs> Fair enough. So the answer is yes. One one person. Have you ever jumped in the Benny the Bull suit? I guess I'm still confused. Benny ah. the Bull. Like he's... Ah. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I don't know what's funny right now. I don't get it. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> you played that with such. We um, we have a like cricket saying here. You played it with such a straight bat. You've just like. I got scared. I'm like, I'm not trying to be like intimidating. I'm not trying to play it down here. <laughs> that was no, good. Benny, Benny is Benny. Benny is one of the greatest Benny fools Benny. out there. No disrespect, Benny. You are who you are. Um. Actually, well, there's another one. How do you? Well, actually, you touched on this before. How do you effectively, effectively, effectively? I can't speak sometimes, Camille. It's one of my good. <laughs> Neither can I. Um, <laughs> how do you effectively use um, a mascot personality to push important messages? You did touch on it with the COVID mask before. Yeah, uh, Benny is almost like an in-house influencer, and so like it's so it's like you're a celebrity that you look up to. So whatever that celebrity or that person you follow says, like you listen to it versus like just a brand account. Like if the Chicago Bulls tweeted something, yes, it's going to be listened to. But if someone that you follow religiously and you want to see what's coming up next, like if they say it, it's like, oh, wow. Like, like there's a different type of credibility to it. So that's how we're training Benny is like an in-house star and a celebrity, a, this influencer, as some people call it, um, to really build out that credibility. Touch on the personalities of the current Chicago Bulls. Who's the funniest current Chicago Bull? Yeah, we we changed a lot of our players. Um, I'm actually now with the team a lot anymore. We actually hired some others to fill in. Shout out to Nico. Shout out to Joe. Um, they're a lot more closer to the, to the players. But Kobe comes to mind. Kobe White. He's definitely fun and goofy. I remember working with him in uh, in Vegas for summer league. Just young, youthful, ready to have fun. So, like that's that's one name that instantly comes to mind. What about um over your five years? Has there been any standout, I guess, real personalities? Uh, one that was this goes back to the goofiness side, but Chris Dunn, he was always funny. Like there's always something going on. Like even just like like we used to film skits with our players too. Like the way he would act in there was just always so funny. And plus his laugh was very contagious. So that was <laughs> that's definitely another one that sticks out. Shout out Chris Dunn. Sure you listen. <laughs> All right, we we might because we're as I said we're um pretty tight asses. We've got about two minutes left on this chat before we say goodbye. I want to um because I feel like we could talk for hours and hours, but I want to get one prediction from you, Camille or K Money, sorry, about <laughs> what what do you think the, the big the big trend is going to be this year in like digital content? Uh, I would go building audience sorry, building community versus audience. And what I mean by this is that it's gonna be less of a focus on views and impressions and it's gonna be who's actually, like actually watching. That's gonna be, it's gonna hit, I don't know how long or how long it's gonna take for people to realize that people that are actually watching that matters versus like the numbers and metrics. So I'm going with that. That's, yeah, I agree. Like we always report on impressions and reach, but I feel like engagement is is key more than anything else. Um, On that, I think we better wrap this up so we can actually say a proper thank you and goodbye. Mate, like I like I said just then, I could talk to you for like another three hours because it's just so insightful and you bring such a good energy, I mean, to this chat, but you can see why that flows over into your work and all the work you're doing over there at the Bulls. So really appreciate you making the time today. Um, hopefully this isn't the last time we chat. We can stay in touch and we might get you back for Benny the Bull round two and, yeah, and see what's Benny going on. on once when big things are going on. But also like just to... 
to talk about the content you're producing away from that as well. So thank you so much for the insight into the world of the Chicago Bulls. Thank you, Jules. Thank you, Barks. Barks, we're back from that. And to be honest, I want to run through a brick wall. We've had, we've, yeah, I'm inspired. We said the same thing for old mate, big money versus now K money. Maybe it's just something about these NBA producers that we just need to to learn something from. They're like unbridled enthusiasm yeah. for everything. It's a good enthusiastic. Doing. He was like the way he spoke, you could just tell the absolute joy he has with everything he does. And let us know what you think, listeners, because that was, I feel like we say it every week with every guest, but that was right now in this moment, generally one of my favorite chats. And I'm sure it will change next time we have a guest, but the reality is that was a great, great insight. And oh, as you said, we could have kept talking to him for absolute hours and we we'll might as well throw ourselves into the early egg because you may have noticed that audio cutting off a bit abruptly. Yeah. Um, the old Zoom link strikes again. Free Zoom account strikes again, I should yeah. say. I reckon we got to call ourselves eggs on that one Spot because we 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 should just buy something. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, now we're getting we all down. Now we're getting anyway. down the dumps about our financial situation. Yeah, <laughs> but Elbows. one thing I did want to I want to wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> I told you, mate. Only fans <laughs> show a bit of nip. We'll be fine. That's not. Um, I one thing I wanted to call out from that show, uh, from that interview is number one, his enthusiasm, but number two, like his awareness of the audience that Chicago Bulls have. I think it's such a fresh take on how valuable a mascot can be to, and not to dwell on just like, and just like categorize all of Camille's work into Benny the Bull because he does such a wide range of things, but what a smart way to play a mascot. A mascot doesn't change. Right, like that's such a good call. So why not create this connection between your younger fans and the mascot? I thought that too. That exact word, smart. I'm like, when he was explaining to it, I've never thought about that. I guess in depth, you just sort of see this entertaining, stupid character, but it works <laughs> amazingly. And it, is, it works. It's, yeah, it's very intelligent to get the bo- the fans on board from an early age, and they probably won't waver because you're stuck with. I don't know. It's just such a massive part of being a Chicago Bulls fan that you're probably not gonna. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, in the in the near future, they'll be one of the top teams, and you can see why that it's the strategy they go down. Yeah, I think that, and also like the the acknowledgement of different audiences within the Bulls dynasty, because obviously, like the Bulls are a dynasty team, right? Like, mm. there's going to be that like bread and butter content is going back to like old school stuff. Yeah like the 90s era and whatnot. I think like if if we were ever fu- – like Carlton does a similar thing. Like when we're fucked, we, we go back to the era of the 90s. And not that you want to remind people, but like bringing out unseen stuff is a good way to, of, to remind people of the past yeah. without dwelling on like games or anything that happened like that. So Sneaky distraction. Um, yeah, a couple of accounts there to follow if you're not. Uh, Bulls Archive and also Benny the Bull. Um, yeah. Get on. Go follow it. Benny the Bull and yeah. actually look at if, especially if you're into content, which we bloody assume you are, seeing as you're listening <laughs> yeah. to us. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you should be into content. Actually, right? <laughs> yeah, but actually have a look at what what they do and on all platforms as well. If you're not a TikTok addict, it's probably you will a, be 
yeah, it's probably a good account to go check out. Um, also, I want to give a quick shout out to Anthar Tusa for his question from social media. Um, I think Anth has got some interest in sports and sports mascots. So hopefully um, that little question helps you out in whatever you are doing. Um, Absolutely. Bucks. Is it that time? Is it that time? I reckon it's about time. Crack it open. Do it. Bag of the week. All right. I've got one that is very relatable because I saw it last week and I thought I'd save it. Who, who, who else but Benny the Bull? <laughs> I'm going to egg him. Uh, give me one. Benny the Bull. Ever wonder... Actually, no. Camille did touch on his... Well, everyone should know skits, but... um. During COVID, he doesn't stop doing this pop, you know, his popcorn party skit that <laughs> I think he generally targets a fan yeah. um, in the crowd and uh, throws a bag of popcorn over it. Well, if you're wondering with what he does without a crowd, he still does it. So we're just watching a video of him going through the empty stadium and I think he pours it on himself. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Oh, he trips. <laughs> So basically, it's Benny, you're the egg for continuing to do your popcorn skit with no one there, and then the caption is that he has to clean it up. But is is that an egg, or is that like a... No, he's an Is egg. that a boss? No, he's an egg. Look at him. Pretty stupid, really. Yeah, all, right. all right. Why don't we move on to something a bit positive? Yeah. Boss of the week. Let's flip the switch. I don't have one, but you have one, so hit me. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss, 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 boss of the week. Boss of the week. Here we go. I want to give a little bit of a shout out. Um, and this is this is very this is very private and personal. But um, okay, Barks, we've been working at home for the last thirteen months. I'd like to say we recently just got back into the office. We finally got back into the office. Um, and new seating plan. New desks. I want to call out the Minister of Vibes, Adrian Astagi, for... Two shout-outs in a row. Two shout-outs in a row. But this one's a real important one because Adrian as... Or AJ, DJ AJ, as the Ministry of Vibes, has dipped into his personal pocket and bought the office a Sonos speaker which we can all just wow. drop tunes on. So, AJ, thank you again. Boss of the week. And on that note, if it makes people dance, however, AJ, go... F- nah, I'm not going <laughs> to go that far, but just, just don't dance in the office, people. All for dancing in the office. Do you have a boss there, My boss of the week, Jules. You know who is the most important little furry thing in my yes. life? Yes. Happy it's Bradley. Birthday and Bradley turns to 10 today. You. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Bradley. I'm not going to sing because you know I don't like it. But, you know, Happy let's, birthday start, let's start from birth. <laughs> let's start from birth. Um, very messed up. <laughs> I didn't know what he was. <laughs> we rescued him at, I don't know how old he was, but on your Brad, you've done well. On your Brad. Um, You're enjoy, a star. Enjoy the last. Enjoy the last few months of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you can so tell that Elise has left the house when you said that. <laughs> Otherwise, you would be dead. I cannot wait for her to hear this. Elise, no, I'm he's sorry. He's a little Jack Russell. He's got plenty of years left. You are a Thankfully. dog, Michael. 
You are a I'm, dog. I joke, but I would be devastated. So I love you lots, Bradley. No, you're a pain in my ass. Oh dear. Well done. Well done. Um, should we throw to Edwin's... We're going to... Fuck, this, gonna... this is an action-packed episode, isn't it? It is. <laughs> we're flying, easy. yeah. <laughs> Up and about. All right, we've got another... Um, the second Easy Eddie's tips. Um, the first one was a hoot. A Let's hoot. go to the second one. Let's see. We haven't listened to this, so we'll have a look. We'll have a watch, have a listen, Let's see have... what the tip is, and we'll discuss. And now, live from the content catch-up desk, it's Easy Eddie's tip. Boys, Edwin here from the Social Sandwich. Uh, for some reason, you've let me back in to do another tip of the day, a bit of a discussion point. Uh, I'm not sure why, but thank you for the opportunity. It's an honor to be back on the on the podcast this week. Um, my, I guess, like a bit of a rant, a bit of a just a conversation starter is around athletes and influencers um, and how they use sponsored posts. So my biggest grind and my my what grinds my gears is when they basically get the approved copy from the client and just post it word for word. It sounds nothing like what they actually talk like. It stands out like a sore thumb that it's a, a paid post. The engagement is awful. No one actually buys the product. No one's using their, you know, use code social sandwich 10 for, um, you know, 10% off this light that I'm using to light myself. Um, so I just kind of wanted to throw it over to you guys to see what you thought, um, you know, is, do you think that it's a client issue where they're too strict on what um, they're making the athlete or the influencer say, or is it just the athlete being like, you know what, I'm getting paid 500 bucks for this, so I don't care what I say, I'll just I'll just do it. But I think it kind of does a lot of long-term damage to to a brand if all you're posting about is you know teeth whitening or um, the latest HelloFresh box. So over to you, boys. I enjoy when Edwin saying grinds Edwin's gears. He's got a he's got a nice level of sass to him. I think it, he's a bit he's a bit more. I like when he gets a bit sassy. Sassy, sassy Eddie. I also think that Eddie could replace you on the show. What? <laughs> Wait, that has nothing to do with nothing to do with his team. No, I think that's a good point. Um, obviously, like athletes are being viewed more and more as like influencers but perhaps the problem is that they shouldn't be compared in the same world Not. you know what i mean like influencers are clearly out there with like a strategic goal to kind of make money off social media or whatever fucking digital thing that they're doing right whereas athletes mm-hmm. it's more like i feel like it's more beneficial for the brand to be associated with the athlete than it is for the athlete to be associated with the brand are you saying it's on the brand to choose better athletes to i think to do this sort of thing i think it's on the athlete on the the brand to provide messaging in the tone of what the athlete would like speak speak like is it all right like or in in their persona well, yeah, so so you're, we're we're saying yes, it's on the brand to not be so strict because yes. that's that's what Ed, yes. Eddie asked, and uh, that's what I was going to say. I think that's that's probably where my head goes to. And yeah. we've talked about it, <laughs> Darcy Vessio. She does this superbly because it. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I can't tell what's sponsored and what's not because she's so creative. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's probably just the 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 higher end of an example. But that's probably like I think Darcy when she was on the show she kind of spoke to that and said brands come to her with like a really broad idea and then let her kind of dictate yeah how how it goes um yeah and 
I, I think it's twofold, right? Like if the athlete is really interested in the product that they're selling, like I imagine, um, like let's take it to a basketball world and Steph Curry when he was doing stuff with um, Blackberry, I think, or Palm Pilot. Palm Pilot. Oh, yeah. And obviously he was interested in the content because he had a stake in the company. Um, yeah. And similarly now, like using Patrick Cripps as an example and that um, that app that he has, um, whatever the app is, I'm sorry, I can't Ball remember. Magnet. Ball Magnets. Ball Magnets, that's right. Like He's putting a lot of effort into the content because he's got a stake in whatever comes out of it. Um, my point here is the athlete's not interested. Number one, that's on the brand and the manager to maybe look at it and go, okay, this isn't the right fit. Unaccepted. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, it's on the athlete to maybe communicate that and say, hey, like I actually like the 500 bucks or whatever will be nice, but I don't care. Yeah. Or go the other way of embracing yeah. them not caring. Exactly. Like take the piss out of it because that's going to make the best. Exactly. Like we've seen that work time and time again. Yeah. Like here's a shitty sponsored post for Nivea. Yeah. And it, it's funny if it has nothing to do with what you're interested in that comes across. Yeah. Okay. On this topic, recently there's been a bit of talk on Twitter about how Shaq features in literally everything. Mm. So Shaq will pop up on all these weird and wonderful brands and I just think it's kind of a humorous point because I don't know why he needs to, but there's been, as I said, talk on Twitter and there's so many. You'll probably notice it now. Half the things you watch, Shaq will randomly pop up as a, well, <laughs> as a brand ambassador. Isn't he in that um, like Bed Easy one at the moment? Yeah. There's just all these like weird but small ones as well. Maybe um, anyway, Edwin. That's just his vibe. Thank you for that's his vibe. Thank you for that. Um, if anyone else has yeah. any thoughts, I, I think okay. it's a, a really interesting one. Um, I would love to have an athlete on to discuss this, like around yeah. sponsorship well, and kind of how it works. Can you make get, it happen? Um, get yeah, I can actually get Edwin and the athlete on. Yeah, and they can and then fight. they can sort of just fight about yeah. it. Yeah, because we know how much Edwin loves a fight. <laughs> Um, Barks, I reckon this show has gone for long, long enough. I think it's about time to wrap it up. Okay, guys, wrap it up. Camille, shouts to you. Okay, money. You, we've told you how much we appreciate it, but that was awesome. Yep. We hope you enjoyed it, listeners. And we've enjoyed bringing it to you, Jules. You could be better today, but I was, I was massive. I was massive on Brad's <laughs> birthday. You're the one who said it, not me. Um, head, head <laughs> to the socials. No, I'm doing this outro. Shut up. Shut up. Um, Head to the socials at Content Catch Up on all socials. Go to YouTube. If you like seeing our faces, you can see Jules playing with his cat right now. But it's been a pleasure as always. Episode 13, done and dusted. Bernie just bit Jules. Um, goodbye. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, good little, good little see you from Bernie. All right. See all right thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. See you next week. Right. See you next Tuesday. Wow. You can't say that.